Three Guys and the Mouse, Season 1, Episode 21. Welcome back to another great episode. Josh here with my co-host George. Yo, yo. And Hunter. Hey. And like always, we're going to give you guys some news on Disneyland and Disney World. And for our main subject, we'll be talking about the uh, demand pricing that Disney Parks is now introducing. So here we go. To start things off, we want to remind everyone about Disney's hashtag share your ears that they're doing on social media. Make sure to post pictures of yourself with either your Mickey ears or uh, somehow making ears on your head and throw up the hashtag share your ears because Disney's going to be giving $5 to make a wish to uh, a final amount of a million dollars, which is their goal, until March 14th. So let's make sure to do that. That's a great cause. Yeah, free Woo! money. Free money. Not for money. you. <laughs> <laughs> um... <laughs> Uh, so, uh, first off, we wanted to uh, wish everyone a uh, one more Disney day, because yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, we're recording this on February 29th, which of course is leap year, but uh, if you all recall, uh, four years ago, um, Disney did the uh, first of the many to come, apparently, 24-hour days, which was the one more Disney day, and we were actually there for it. That's right. <sighs> I know. So was there. Yes. It was, it was worth it. Uh, there was not much planning involved in this, apparently, but uh, we, we made it. We got the buttons and we got the hats because we were first in line. Hunter has a shirt for it. Yep. Uh, I, re I remember, though, like, um, it, it just seemed like there, there was, like, no real plan of what was going to happen. <laughs> like, uh, even when we got the wristbands, remember, like, when we walked in, they just had, like, cast members with trash cans with the ears. And, like, everyone's trying to grab them because... Another thing that was stupid is, like, uh, I forget how many the amount was, but the uh, the first bunch of us that got the wristbands, we weren't even the first ones in the park because they grabbed, like, a whole bunch of people from, like, the middle of the line and let them in first for, like, you know, the photo op or whatever, like, the video that they posted on the park blog. But we were, like, all like, hey, we stood here for eight hours so we could get these stupid ear hats <laughs> we're like we better get them and then we go in there and you see all these people around the trash cans and then the cast members uh, were uh started yelling they're like we need to see wristbands to uh to get the ear hats and you just saw everyone's arms shooting up so that they could show theirs <laughs> no planning by the by uh, the cast members for this they're like so what do we do well it won't be too bad it's not gonna be like you know Black Friday. <laughs> it's almost like they just thought we would just come in and just like organize ourselves <laughs> into lines and then like show them the wristband. Like it was, it was madness <laughs> walking in there. I go to Hunter. It was, it was such, it was so bad. You should see a bunch of people just pushing. I saw this old lady was like, "Stop pushing me!" <laughs> she, <laughs> in our defense, though, she was in an electric scooter trying to like ram through us to That's get the true. ear hat. And we were like, lady, this is not happening. <laughs> and she was like, oh my god, everyone stop pushing me. And I'm like, pushing you? You're like trying to run us over with your with your electric cart. You know, I was actually thinking about what <coughs> they should have done 
is that once you get in, like another cast member is like right there, it's like, oh, here's your hat, here's your hat per person, instead of like right in the middle, and and you know, people just start running trying to get it. I was one of yeah, them. Yeah, like, like we were just all crowded around them. Like, it, it was, it honestly was madness. It, like, uh, what they should have done is they could have even done it the same way. They just needed to have someone there, like, organizing us to get the ear hats. And then at that, too, I thought it was weird that when they handed you the ear hat, they didn't do anything with your wristband. Like, I was like, they should be taking them from us at that point so that they know that we already got it. Yeah, I was actually thinking about it. I should have grabbed, like, another one just, yeah. just, yeah. just because, you know? We, we could have <laughs> if we wanted to. But we were, but... like, we were so tired. <laughs> we yeah. We could have shuffled through and grabbed another one. <laughs> yeah, some of us stayed up uh, all night to be in line for that. Cool. Us? Yeah, we did. Yeah. Us three. <laughs> we, for our group, we were the ones that stayed up the eight hours in line, waiting. But, but remember though, because when they got back in line with us, they were like, Yeah, we all sacrificed. We? <laughs> Who's this we? <laughs> I will never forget, like, you brought like a warm jacket. Like, I had a really light jacket on. It was so cold. Yeah, me too. And then, like, you see, you, the thing I hate is just you see people, random people, is like start running around, like trying to high five, like trying to entertain us. It's just, we wanted to punch him in the face. I think you're the one who wanted to punch him in the face, right, Hunter? Well, I mean, there was it's, also. It's because I was tired, and this dude's running up. Let's get excited! It is two in the morning. Go away. They're not opening till six. Get out of here. Even with the music, they turn off and everything. All right, here it goes. <laughs> that was eerie. Uh, the that lady. Remember that lady though, with her huge blanket. It's so cold. <laughs> and her electric cart, big blanket, <laughs> listening to uh, what was that band? That bad, Never, awful band. Like, what was it? Uh, all time low. Yeah, all time low. Yeah. And she was smoking a cigarette. Yeah, and we're just like, get out of here. I, I did remember too in the line, cause the line was huge. The line went. Uh, we weren't allowed in the Esplanade. Uh, Esplanade. We were actually in front of like uh, the uh, Ball Road like entrance, and it just like curved all around. And um, I actually thought we were like too far in the line to uh, get the ears, but we uh, apparently like. That was the thing too, is like they came by and they told us, they were like, if you have people that um, are, you know, that you're saving a spot for, tell them they need to come because we're going to give you guys wristbands for the hats. And uh, we immediately like called uh, my wife and my sister-in-law who were at the hotel room sleeping and we were like, get here now. And they they uh, booked it over and of course they got there right, right when we got the wristbands and then they left again. But uh, yeah, it was just... So, like, remember, too, there were people um, that had, like, tents, and that was funny because they, like, came around and they were telling them, like, you can't have these. You have to put them away. Um, I remember the news people passed by. They didn't talk to us. They talked to the, like, people inside of us, but, uh, I mean, if they would have came up to us, we'll, uh, we'll, add, we'll tell them, like, honest things, like, it's so cold outside. <laughs> I don't want to be here. <laughs> it, uh. Overall, overall, it was worth it, though. It was I, a lot of fun. I have to give a shout-out to that guy with one tent. And then we're starting moving. Let's go! And that guy's, like, had to <laughs> put stuff away. <laughs> Hurry up! Um, it, it was all worth it, though. <coughs> I, I mean, we didn't stay for the whole 24 hours. We stayed almost till the end, though. But yeah, it, that was the thing. Is like uh, I remember when we were heading out around, like, 8 or 9, it was getting packed. Like, you could barely move, because it, it, they were hitting capacity. And then I told everyone, too, because we were, like, tired. We were there from 6 a.m. till it was, like, 9 or 10. 
And I was like, you know, there's a chance we're not coming back. And everyone's like, that's all right. You know, we just need to get some sleep. So we're like, okay. There was a huge line outside to get in. And we were like, there's no way we're... I remember my wife turned to me and she was like, she's like, do you really think we'll make it back in here? I was like, no. <laughs> I, I had a secret plan though. I knew what was going to happen. We were all so tired. I knew that we were going to go to the hotel room and sleep and then we weren't coming back in. But um, it was funny because my wife actually woke me up in the middle of the night <laughs> and she was like, hey, didn't you say we were going to head back in? Uh, I, what time was it? It was like, it was like midnight or two, something like that. And, uh, she was like, didn't you say we were going to head back in? And I, I told her, I was like, no. I was like, we're not going back in. And she, she's like, well, you want to at least give them the option? I was like, okay. And I'm like, hey, guys, do you want to get, get up and uh, try to get back into Disneyland? Everyone's like, no. <laughs> that, was, that was even better because George is on the pullout couch. I'm on the floor. We hear you say it's like, go away. Yeah. Surprised we didn't throw anything at you. <laughs> get out of here. It, uh, it like... It was so much fun, but yeah, it was just crazy. It was a good experience, though, like, how, you know, like, I don't know, like, it was so cool. I think, I remember you went to the gas station and bought us, like, sodas and chips, and, like, we, we weren't prepared, like, I just brought... Yeah, we were not prepared. I brought a deck of cards, like, you guys want to play poker? <laughs> it's, like, for I, eight hours. <laughs> yeah, like, like you said, like, we had uh, light jackets on, and it was incredibly cold. Uh, luckily, I had my beanie with me. Uh, thank God, and it was just so cold, and we didn't have anything to drink, we didn't have food, like, I was just like, man, I don't know what, what I thought was gonna happen. <laughs> like, yeah. maybe, maybe I just thought someone was gonna be handing out burgers, I don't know. <laughs> or something, man. <laughs> well, no, I think the best part, I, I have to thank everything available that, that our parents were there, because I remember at one point, me, you, and George were huddled together like penguins, trying to keep warm. Oh, yeah. And we, we uh, tried napping too. We just and sat just, down and we just uh, we just put our, uh, laid our backs to each other and tried to nap like that. It worked. How long we slept? Yeah, like 20 worked. minutes or something? Yeah, we slept, we slept for a, like a few minutes. But, you know, I remember because I didn't make the joke, but I had to fight the urge to make a Forrest Gump joke sitting there. Now we can sleep with our backs up, so we was have to sleep with our head in the mud. Yeah. It, it was fun, but yeah, that was just craziness. <laughs> You know what, though, I would do it again if they were to do this, like, a, as an event every four years. I would gladly do it, I think, every four years. Yeah, you know, I was... That's actually why I wanted to bring it up, too, because, uh, you know, I'm surprised that they're not doing it again, because it was a big hit. Like, it's so much of a hit that, of course, now they do the 24-hour day um, every year for Disneyland and DCA, and, you know, Disney World... I know Disney World's not as big of a fan of it, because they don't get, you know, as many locals, but... For Disneyland, it's a big event, but, you know, they're doing it more like, oh, you know, this is how we start off the summer now, and it's just like, why? Like, one more Disney day was cool. The sum the summer stuff, I, I, like, we haven't done any of them, because, like, it just seems stupid, like, the monstrous summer, the um, yeah, frozen summer fun or whatever. What was the one last year? Was it frozen Oh, last no, la no. <laughs> It was Frozen Fun in uh, Florida. For here, it was Diamond Celebration kickoff. But none of the Diamond Celebration stuff was actually starting yet, so it didn't make sense. Do you have anything else for us? Nah. <laughs> Just come over for 24 hours. And eat churros. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, $5 churros. Which actually, I did want a, uh, a caveat, too, for last week's podcast when we went to Disneyland. I wanted to bring up that Hunter... 
uh, had at the Cozy Cone, they apparently have just given up on the uh, churro bites, and they just went full on with, oh, we give out uh, churros with, and I hate this, by the way, caramel sauce. And I'm just like, I don't want to dip my my churro in caramel. Ew. Yeah. <laughs> and then they introduced a new churro, which is the cookies and cream. We all know what it is. It's an Oreo churro. And that is a $5.29 uh, churro. And I was like, no, this is insanity. Now, my lie to buy this churro was, I need to try it for the podcast. In reality, it was just me being a little, you know, I, foodie. And it was delicious, don't get me wrong. But yeah, five bucks for this thing. It was not worth it. Yeah, exactly. I'm like, like it was good. It, I'll never buy one again. If anything, when I go to the movies, I get the um, Oreo churro bites. And they're cheaper. And they're it's a churro bites of like 12 bites. And uh, it comes with like the icing, you know, the Oreo yeah. icing as a dipping sauce. Like, you didn't even get that. They didn't even offer it. Yeah, they didn't <laughs> offer it for me to throw away later. Yeah, they, I don't know, they, they're they just ripping us off now with the churros. You know, I will say for uh, all of the Disney personnel that we know are listening, um, I want to say what you should be bringing over from Florida instead of these uh, stupid uh, churro <laughs> thing or, you know, any... I want to <laughs> complain too. They have churro bites in Florida. I don't know why we don't have them anymore, but... um. I do want to say, one thing they should bring over um, is the cronut. They have a croissant donut in the France Pavilion, or the Canada Pavilion. So good. They need that. And mind you, it's just cinnamon sugar cronut, but it's so good. They, we need cronuts in the world, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> Alright, so uh, to move on, we've got some uh, Disneyland news for you guys. So, uh, starting March 2nd, which is a few days away, uh, the egg hunt starts at Disneyland, Disney California Adventure, and Downtown Disney. And for you uh, East Coasters, Epcot will also be hosting it. Um, it's going to go from March 2nd to the 27th. Make sure to hit that up. I just wanted to bring that up because I, I know we talked about it earlier, so we don't have to get in depth on it. But I wanted to bring it up like, hey, it is actually coming now. I, we're, we're already trying to plan out a trip to head out there to see this and... Uh, Actually, the other thing we're, we want to see is uh, Luigi's Rollickin' Roadsters are finally coming, apparently. Yeah. And uh, they're going to open March 7th. <laughs> um, it's presented by Alamo. The uh, height requirement's 32 inches for any of you uh, out there with kids. They're going to be doing an annual pass holder preview, though, March 4th uh, from 9 a.m. to 10 p.m. We're trying to head out there for that. I don't know about the AP event, but... We're trying to head out there in March so we can see this. What do you guys think of Rollick and Rover or Roadsters finally coming? I'm excited. Um, I mean, I was always a fan of the old school roller coaster, or the ride. Yeah. But um, George has a shirt for the flying tires. He loves that ride. Yeah. No, but I think it's gonna be cool. I mean, like I saw the video, I saw everything. I mean, I'm I'm excited. Yeah, I shared the exact same sentiment. I enjoyed the uh, original ride enough. I understand why it failed, but, you know, I'm, I'm excited for it, but at the same time, I know we discussed this off mic, we've been waiting for this thing since, you know, you know since, what was it, January, when, yeah. or, and when they, like, kind of, like, accidentally leaked out when the original date was supposed to be. Yeah, I know, like, um, Disney's not gonna admit that anything <clears throat> happened, but we, all of us in, like, the Disney fan community know that uh, it had leaked that they were planning to open it in... 
you know, early January, but it got pushed further and further back. You know, um, one thing though I will say is like, uh, I highly recommend you head to the Disney Parks blog and watch the video they posted, because their video like goes a little behind the scenes on it, but what they show you of it is actually really awesome. And then if you look up Luigi's Rollick and Roadsters, it does look like a great ride. Like I'm super excited to finally see it. I'm a little annoyed though that it's taken so long. Like, you know, I know we've been reporting it, just, <laughs> just reminding people. Because, like, for us, it just seems ridiculous. Like, for so long, there was nothing going on in there. Like, it, what, um, the ride closed down, like, over a year ago. Yeah. So, I mean, and, and you know, it is a simple ride. It's like, why didn't it just pop mm -hmm. up quicker? Well, I remember when that, when that old ride first closed down because, uh, I'm not sure if I said it to you, but I know a couple of my buddies disagreed and I, you know, thought it was funny. I was like, I half expected them to turn that into a table service restaurant. I don't know why. Because of that huge courtyard. That, that makes sense. But, you know, uh, <clears throat> seeing this video makes me all excited. I, I do have to say, I really like the look of the cars, too. I, I'm excited to yeah. see that. But uh, to move on to some Disney World news for you guys, the uh, Diamond Horseshoe is uh, finally going to be turned into a table service. I know this has been long rumored, because the whole thing is like, nothing goes on with this area. You know, of course for us, like Golden Horseshoe, we still have stuff go on in there. Uh, you can go in there, get ice cream, funnel cake, all that. But uh, they really do nothing with their Diamond Horseshoe, so I'm actually happy to see that they're finally announcing that this is opening right. into something. Uh, it's gonna open March 13th though. It's uh... I'll read uh, what they posted on the Disney Parks blog. So they said, um, yeah, the feast begins with a frontier salad, tasty mix of greens, tomatoes, roasted corn, cornbread croutons, and a house-made chipotle ranch dressing. Um, if you're into salad. <laughs> Vegans. No. <laughs> no. Uh, but your main fixings, as they put it, you can choose between barbecue pulled turkey served over cornbread, spit-roasted ham, served with country beans and, or stewed beef, uh, served with mashed potatoes. Um, and they're all served with uh, seasonal veggies. And then for your finale, they've got uh, apple tart or campfire brownie, which is a rich uh, chocolate brownie on a graham cracker crust topped with toasted marshmallow. Soft drinks, tea, coffee, and milk are included with your saloon feast. So the cost is $33 for adults, $19 for uh, children 3 to 9. Well, I'm glad the uh, drinks is free, uh, included with that. <laughs> yeah. God. Well, I mean, realistically, if you go to, um, you know, Be Our Guest, it's, Be Our Guest is a lot more expensive. But yeah, it's like a fixed price for the meal is kind of ridiculous. You know, this, uh, this is cool and everything, and I'd be willing to try it. Because everybody knows that I'm a fan of pulled anything. I'm a little disheartened that they don't have, you know, pulled pork. But, <laughs> I don't know, all that looks delicious. Especially that, that uh, you know, heart attack in inducing uh, brownie. Yes. I, I don't know, like, for me, I will definitely say... I know anyone that knows me knows that uh, none of the stuff on this menu sounds like I would have it. <laughs> <laughs> I agree. I mean, the main thing is missing is a burger. Oh, <laughs> I have to say, like, um, even though I, I am fully saying I would not eat anything on this menu, so you're not going to see me eating here anytime soon, I will say 
A, I like that they're finally using this area. It's like, uh, what, what are the, the Tortuga restaurant or whatever they call it over in Adventureland that sits there with nothing going on mm. in it. That makes no <coughs> sense. But, um, you know, I like to see that Disney World's finally uh, putting stuff in these areas. But then, at the same time, I also like that they're trying to go for a more, like, uh, like a better menu. Like, this Different options. Yeah, because right? the thing is, is like, yeah, you know, burgers and stuff, that's what you expect. But, uh, and, you know, I know we all complained about it. When we went to Disney World, like, everything, it was burgers. That's all they had everywhere. And it's nice to see that they're finally, like, going out of that, going, hey, we need to have a better, you know, option. Because people are getting annoyed. They're like, you know, I just come here, I'm just going to get burgers. I will say, I do feel that same pushback, though, where it's like, at the same time, you're like, well, I just want a burger. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this is kind of... No, no. I wonder if, if that's including, like, the meal plan. Yeah, yeah it'll, it'll probably be a part of it. Um, it'll probably take one of the uh, fine dining options, though, since it's price range. Yeah, the price range on it, yeah, would have to be fine dining. I don't know. Um, they didn't really say anything about that. But uh, I know we're fans of the... Uh, of the Yo. dining plan. The Heck best, yeah. Best thing in the world. <laughs> it makes it so easy. Yeah, like, um, you know, I went to Pecos Bill's last time. Now, I, lo- I love Pecos Bill, uh, the Tall Tale Inn, um, because uh, that place had, like, a really good, like, burger. But what I especially love is they had the Fixin's Bar, where you could put whatever you want on top of this burger. Now, it's like a dream now come they cha- true. <laughs> well, now they changed the menu. So the menu is now... Uh, so- you know, they say Southwestern food, but it's Mexican food. So it's like burritos and tacos and stuff. They still have the Fixin' Bar. I will say, totally say, the Fixin' Bar is, like, they're going to have to rethink this thing. Because it had, like, cheese, uh, corn, and stuff. Like, we, we went over there. I think I took, like, a pound of cheese. I was just like, well, I'm just going to have all the cheese I want. <laughs> um, the, uh, but, you know, I really have to say, I really enjoyed the menu there. Like, um... You know, my wife and I, we ate there. That's where actually they have the churro bites, too. And it comes with the chocolate sauce. Um, But it's not spicy chocolate. It's just chocolate. Um, I know my wife didn't like it. I wasn't a big fan of it being regular chocolate, but it it was still good. Um, Yeah, I would definitely say, like, you know, they're expanding their menu is, like, definitely a plus, though. Because I know, like, for us at Disneyland, like, we we have plenty of options. You don't have to just get a burger. You could have plastic pizza. You could have... (laughs) Um, Rancho Del Socalo. <laughs> the pasta and stuff like that. Yeah, the pasta. The, you know, we had the pasta and the salad last time, and it was really good. But every time I go by the pizza one, I'm just, I just reminisce. I'm just like, you know, it's so upsetting. And you know what's funny is, like, no one gets the pizza now. That's true, because when I went in January, because uh, me and my girlfriend, we, we had, you know, almost the same thing as like salad and pasta. And I passed by, I said, maybe I should give it a chance with the pizza. I walked by, I look at it, I was... And I look at the, you know, the chef. I just shake my hand and walk away. Yeah, and you just see a bunch of them too. Yeah. Like no one's getting it anymore. It kind of reminds me of that uh, King of the Hill episode with the with the co-op with the you know butcher and stuff. Yeah. Where towards the end of it, it becomes all industrialized yeah. and the meat doesn't it look doesn't good look anymore. It doesn't look like this yeah. was ever alive. <laughs> <laughs> just look at it in shame. Oh, they got you too. And I noticed also, because, uh, you know, they always want to make it nice and fresh, so, uh, I see sometimes, like, when I walk by, I see a couple, I guess, old pizza, they grab it, and I guess they basically 
throw yeah, it away throw it so out. they make new ones. Just there's no point, you know, because no one's gonna buy it. Yeah, and you know, <laughs> another thing I want to complain about is I know that in Disney World they actually introduced the flatbread pizza there. And we looked at it, and we were so mad because we're like, "This is the pizza we had." We're like, "Why? Why is it gone? Like, we don't understand it." Bring it back! Yeah. Bring it back! Bring back good pizza, Disney. We know you're listening. <laughs> she's on board too. I guess your daughter's listening yes, too. She she's on board. Um, to move on from our griping, though. Uh, so Disney Hollywood Studios, um, we actually didn't mention this last time, so I wanted to bring it up, but Disney Hollywood Studios announced that uh, on April 4th they're going to be, oh, I, I just want to say this because it's so cheesy how they said it, but they said the force will officially awaken <laughs> April 4th. Um, they're going to debut a brand new Star Wars stage show called Star Wars A Galaxy Far Far Away. Um, the new show will play out iconic moments from the film saga on center stage which is the one in front of the Chinese theater. I hate that stage by the way. Um, they just need to get rid of that. It, it's ruining the sightline, but whatever. Um, it's going to feature appearances from Star Wars characters like Kylo Ren, Chewbacca, Darth Vader, and Darth Maul. Are they going to show him cut in half? Or... <laughs> uh, then um, starting this summer, fans uh, we're, uh, we're going to get the grand debut of the Star Wars fireworks show, Star Wars A Galactic Spectacular. And this new nightly show is, uh, is the next generation of the current Star Wars inspired fireworks show. So this show is going to combine fireworks, pyrotechnics, pyrotechnics is like fire, fire. Yeah. <laughs> uh, special effects and video projections to turn the nearby Chinese theater and other buildings uh, onto Oh, into the twin. I was like, onto the twin sun. I'm like, what do you mean? Uh, it's going to turn the Chinese theater and the other buildings into the twin suns of Tatooine, uh, Field of Battle Droids. Oh, they're not pretending like the prequels <laughs> never happened. I feel like Disney, like uh, Disney taking over Star Wars, has made it so that the only thing they want to bring up in the, you know, the prequel saga is. Uh, or prequel trilogy is Darth Maul. <coughs> Everything one. else, they're just like, we're just gonna pretend like that stuff never happened. Which is the best one? Um, oh, but uh, <laughs> to move on, the trench, uh, the the Death Star trench run, Star Killer base from uh, Force Awakens, and other Star Wars destinations. This show will be punctuated with the Tower of Fire and Spotlight beams, uh, creating massive lightsabers in the sky. The this new show will be the most elaborate fireworks display to take place in the history of Disney's Hollywood Studios. That's... I, I'm just gonna say, like, that's an easy feat because <laughs> they haven't ever done that many fireworks stuff there anyway because they're not made for fireworks. I know, like, uh, our aunt uh, who works out there has told us plenty of times, like, the way they do fireworks is so ridiculous. And, like, they don't even use... Uh, like uh, regular fireworks, like um, you know, gunpowder and all that, because you know it's so close to where people are. They use actually birdseed, but then the thing is, is that they get a brighter color from it, but it's shooting from like directly around you. Um, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like I, I will say, this is actually really awesome, especially since uh, anyone that knows, if you look at anything for Disney World. All they talk about is Star Wars has awakened at, at uh, um, you know, Hollywood Studios. So it's like, yeah, it's good to see them throwing more Star Wars in there. I feel like this is all like kind of easy stuff for them to do. 
But at the same time, with all the closures they've been having, this is going to really, like, rectify that. You know, it's going to keep people in the park longer, first of all. But it's also going to, like, you know, make it so that people aren't as aware of what is not going on. You know, uh, this is all pretty cool. I'm excited for it. I just want to really quick go back to that stage show. Because they, they said, you know, they're going to have all these different characters. Are we going to have a segment with Kylo Ren finally meeting Darth Vader? <laughs> Letting him gush over him for a little bit there? That'd be fun. Grandfather. Yeah, I was just, just going to say that. <laughs> Grandfather. Uh, yeah, I mean, uh, I think it's a cool idea. Um, they should def it's definitely a plus, though. I have finished what you have started. <laughs> I will finish what you started. And, okay, so we're done. <laughs> um, to move on finally, though, uh, I wanted to talk really quick about... Um, you guys should check out the Dateline Disneyland uh, this week. Because uh, he just did like a whole thing on the Wizarding World of Harry Potter at Universal Hollywood. Um, I'm gonna give, we're going to give you guys a little bit of a critique. So, like, mainly... It looks exactly the same. That's and I, I know we've said it before, but it does. Um, there's a few key things though that are cool, like uh, since they don't have the dragon challenge, you know, uh, slash uh, dueling dragons there. Um, at the entrance where the Hogwarts Express is, they don't actually have to do lockers there like they do um, in Florida. So what they actually have there is it's a photo op. Um, where, uh, wait, what? Yeah, it's a, uh, so you, you get to go over there and they have, like, a photo op thing inside of there, which is cool, but it says it's, like, $25. Um, yeah, no one's taking pictures for $25. You can see in the picture, too, that, uh, that he posted that no one's in line, because it's, like, then they have a queue line. It's, like, no one's queuing up for this thing. <laughs> Not for 25 bucks. Um, he, he went in with, like, some pretty good pictures showing, like, uh, you know how it looks when you're walking in and it of course it looks beautiful but at the same time it looks the same way as the other one um i just don't understand why they you know they put snow on you know well it's because hogsmeade is snowy because it's in you know it's in britain which is always like awful weather oh i see um yeah i agree though like it's like you just get rid of the snow because we don't need it there because all it does is remind us that it's not we don't have that weather well, not only that, but we, we discussed this when we were on our Florida trip uh, a year ago or whatever, or so, you know? They were like, it, it seems like they're stuck in between two different films, too, because of this. Well, they are. That's their problem. Yeah. <laughs> they're not sure where. You got, you got one spot, you're like, oh, God, like, fire. You walk in the next deathly hollow? <laughs> <laughs> okay, so, like, uh, I'm going to go for Because, like, I, I'm a huge Harry Potter fan. Like, I love the books. Great books. You should definitely read them. Um, I know that the snowiness on Hogsmeade is because the only time that they're allowed to go there is when it's, you know, in the winter. So it's, like, snowy there. But, and, but, you know, I do agree. It's just, like, for us, it's California. you just see it, <laughs> and you're like, but it's not snowing here. It never snows here. It's, like, it's 110 degrees outside, <laughs> and it's snowy. Well, it's almost like, you know, one thing, too, that I'm... I, I'm going to criticize, and uh, I know it's the same criticism I have of the Florida one. It's that the clothes are all made, uh, like, authentically British, so it's all, like, tweed and thick. 
and you're just like, there is no place in America where I'm wearing this thick, you know, sweater. Like, that doesn't happen here. Like, everything needs to be lighter. Like, I know we've complained that Disneyland has, like, all of their sweaters are super light now. But it's because, yeah, in Disneyland and Disney World, you don't, you never need a thick coat. That's the problem. And, you know, that's the thing is Harry Potter is stuck in this, let's be authentically British thing. And it, you know, I, I'm going to say right now, Three Broomsticks, worst restaurant ever. Uh, theming of it, amazing. Spectacular. Like, you go in there, it looks just amazing. Legit. Yeah. And, you know, the bar looks great, too. The food looks disgusting. <laughs> and I'm never going to eat it. We've discussed this many a time. We will not eat fish and chips and stuff. I know it sounds stupid because we were just kind of complaining about it. For, for, for the love of Pete, give us a burger inside that shop so that I have an option if everybody wants to eat here. Yeah, burgers. <laughs> it's just like, I understand the authenticity, but it's like, no American is going in there going, you know what I wanted? Bangers and mash. I want some shepherd's pie because I feel like <laughs> diarrhea tonight. <laughs> I think most people are is just going to get ribs, because that's probably yeah. the only thing that is common, is that, ribs. Like, that was definitely a good idea on their part. To throw the ribs on there, it's like, yeah, because no one's going to get anything else. Like, I know you all can agree to it, because I, I know we all mentioned it when we were there. When we went in there, we went in there to look at the place, because, you know, we were talking about how great it looks. And all we saw was people in line looking at the menu... And then listening to their kids going, I don't want that, Mommy. I don't want that. That sounds gross. And I'm like, yeah, because it is gross. <laughs> and even the parents were like, I don't know what we can eat here. That's the best part, because, yeah, we saw it. We're like, oh, you know, maybe, just maybe this is what we'll do for dinner. Walk in there. So maybe, maybe we'll go find <laughs> somewhere else. Yeah. Um, just imagine, it's like, oh, yeah, can I get ribs? Oh, yeah, but we don't have barbecue sauce. Okay, I'm leaving. Let's go, kids. All right, so we're gonna go get pizza. <laughs> just go, just go get your uh, your clogger at a uh, crusty burger. Yeah. Um. So yeah, like like I was saying though, like a lot of it looks the same. Like all of the stores, the interiors look the same. There's a few differences that I really um, have to applaud them for, and I know we talked about it off mic about it. But uh, one of the biggest thing, one of the biggest issues in Florida's is that uh, Ollivander's is in the same area as the actual stores. And it makes it moronic because <laughs> Ollivander's is like the slowest thing you could ever wait for. Like, I, I would have to say like probably like their, um, their like turnover of like uh, guests through it is probably like 10 people an hour. Like it's super low. Like there's no way that it's, uh, it's at a level Disney would ever allow. But, um, they have it in the same area as the shops, and it actually exits into the shop, which is even dumber, because the shops are incredibly tiny, because J.K. Rowling and her incessant insanity wanted them to be authentically British stores, so the stores are all incredibly cramped. And it makes it so that when you exit into the Owl Post uh, and the uh, wand shop, it makes it so that like there's no words for any... like. I remember multiple times we were in there and we just wanted out because we were just like I'm done with this I don't want to deal with any of this. I, I don't like being crowded um, But uh, the good thing here is that they actually put Ollivander's on the opposite side of the street So it's not with the stores. It's actually next to the bathrooms 
because in Florida, anyone that's been there knows that on the other side, you've got three broomsticks and the Boar's Head uh, Tavern, which are actually connected to each other. You can go in there because it's never full. Um, <laughs> you've got the bathroom right next to it where you can get Moaning Myrtle, which is, that's a cool thing that they threw in there. Um, and then next to that, in Hollywood, they now, what they decided to do, because in Florida, it has a bunch of storefronts that have nothing in them. You can't go in there, nothing. So on uh, Hollywood, they decided to take that area and turn it into the Ollivanders and expand Ollivanders so that they can get more people through it. Genius idea, because what they were doing before was moronic, like, to say the least, it was moronic. Um, you had something, George, you wanted to complain about? Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, well, back to the, you know, the store. Uh, the one thing I remember, like, I wanted to buy something, and it was so crowded, and like people, there was like maybe like, two or three registers. Uh, oh yeah, there's like, there's like no register, so you just end up being like, I just want to leave. Yeah, I don't care. it was, it was a bunch of lions, like, you know what, it's not worth buying it, but it was like, like it, I remember it was two registers, and only one person there. I was like, are you kidding me? And, and there's no, there's no, uh, area for a line. Like, um, you know, a, a lot of people in the Disney fan community know that uh, Disney was actually the first option for Harry Potter. That's who J.K. Rowling originally went to. And Disney actually is the one that severed the ties with her. I know all of you, I'm not gonna say morons, but I'm thinking it, uh, are gonna be like, Disney passed up the chance of a lifetime. No, they didn't. We're like, it would have been like definitely a great plus, but we would have done a better job, I think, of like certain things, but at the same time, it's like, we didn't need it. And, like, especially with Star Wars now, we definitely don't need it. But, uh, my thing with that is that, um, you know, Disney walked away because the thing was is that J.K. Rowling was insane. And the thing she wanted, like, um, you know, I know my cast member friends, uh, have told me that, you know, uh, it was, it really came down to things where it was, like, the stores. Like, for instance, the stores was a big thing where Disney was like, this is the dimensions we do stores in. And she was like, no, I want it to be, like, a British store, so it needs to be smaller and cramped and they were like no they're like first of all that's not safe secondly they're like no one's gonna be able to you know queue up for to buy anything they're like you're gonna lose a lot of people because people aren't gonna stand in a cramped store to purchase something they're gonna come back later or not at all and that was a big thing and then of course like she i know she wanted the hogwarts castle to be bigger than the cinderella castle and that was at the point where they were just like you can go because we're done with you we don't need you you know what she, uh, she remind me of uh uh you know mary poppins uh, you know, yeah the writer, oh. yeah it's just like her <clears throat> yeah you're just like dude you're insane like we're not gonna deal with it and then that's the thing too is like disney's attitude has always been you know um it's that they know what they're doing not you like, you know, Disney's whole partnership with George Lucas is based on Disney knows what they want to do, not George Lucas. George Lucas uh, approves everything, but they go to him and say, this is what we want to do. It's not, you tell us what you want, and I'll, I'll give you exactly what you wanted. Yeah, that's why I like Disney. If they're not afraid to be like, that, that is terrible. We can't do that. I'm course, sorry. Of course, there's been examples where they have done that, but it's always failed. And that's the thing, is it's because, uh, you know, it's stupid. But, um, back to our sort of review on, uh, the Wizarding World in Hollywood. Um, one thing I do really love, too, is, uh, this one was built with the idea of the interactive wands. And, uh, anyone that's been to the Florida one knows that they have them. 
but in the Hogsmeade, there's not as many places to use them because the thing is, is they didn't have them before. Right. So they didn't have things ready for it. Here, they built it with the uh, with the whole idea of bringing the interactive wands in. So what they did is uh, in Florida, where uh, you where they do the extended queue for Ollivanders, and it's also the exit to the Dueling Dragons, is actually where they have like a whole street now that's just for the interactive wands. And that I think genius, like definitely a plus. Um, uh, another plus is like where Ollivanders was in uh, Wizarding World. Uh, in Hollywood, they decided to turn that into like a wizard wear store. It's like, you know, uh, where you can buy like the clothes. That's genius too, because it's like, you know, that's uh, that's actually one of the storefronts that they had in Florida that, and I was just like, I don't know why this isn't a store. They do have it in Diagon Alley though, um, but you know, that's the thing is it's like, I want to buy clothes in a clothes store. Yeah, and with the ones, I mean, since they have the new technology about, you know, interactive or whatever, I mean, it is, like, there's two separate ones. One is just, like, a regular one, and the other one will work on, you know, if you're at the park. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it is a little bit more expensive, but it's definitely worth it, especially if you're a it's, huge yeah. Harry Potter fan. The, um, uh, so, like, I have the ones. Uh, we have, well, we don't have the interactive ones. We have the regular ones, uh, which my wife and I bought the first time we went. They were $30 each, I believe, and we also bought the $100 robes. But uh, the interactive ones are $60, but it comes with it, the map, and the map is like, it's like such a great keepsake. It reminds me actually of the Indiana Jones map that I have. I think uh, your sister Yeah, she has it. Yeah, she actually was scared to, uh, not to call out my sister, but uh, she was scared to use the interactive ones. And uh, she bought it, so we were just like, why don't you use it? And she's like, uh, no, that's alright. So I was like, can I use it? And she was like, sure. And then I used it once, and then she immediately was like, I want to do this. And I was like, you know, in my mind, I was like, oh, that's what I thought was going to happen. She was going to see it work once and be like, I want to do this now. <laughs> Probably a good thing I didn't get one immediately, because anybody who talks to me knows I can get a little frustrated when, when things don't work properly. I can just imagine myself not having it work and like throwing the wand out of frustration. Though, I will say the wand, like you have to do it like, uh, you kind of look in there and you can see where the camera is and uh, you, it tells you like a, you know, a, um, like a flick you have to do or whatever. Um, you basically have to point it at the camera to get like, to get it to react immediately. Um, one thing I will say though is there's secret ones too, which to me that was like, that's Disney level genius. Of course they hired Disney Imagineers to do this, so I mean of course they were gonna do that. But uh, you know, I love that some of the interactive spots aren't even on the map, so like uh, you get like secret ones that are really cool. Uh, I think the, the best part, like, I, I just seen this little girl like doing it for the first time and she's so happy. I mean, that's, I guess that's what Universal wants, but like, I mean, I don't know. Uh, to be honest, I, I'm gonna go full on and say I know Universal doesn't care. <laughs> like, they just want the money. The, their whole thing is they want to beat Disney. They that's never true. will. But, uh, you know, that's, that's the thing is like they'll always fail because eventually they don't care. And, and, you know, I know we've said it before, and a big thing is the fact that, uh, you know, they had everyone on board, the cast were all on board, when they did the first part of Wizarding World. And then when they announced that, oh, we're gonna build it in Japan and Hollywood, and then 
all of a sudden, all of the cast members were like, I don't want to be a part of this anymore. Because they were like, this is now just an industry. They're like, you know, having it in Florida was cool. Like, it was awesome. Like, it's awesome, one-of-a-kind thing. And even the Diagon Alley, just amazing. And then when they were like, we're just going to copy and paste it everywhere. It was like, oh, so I don't care about this then. Yeah, my hat's off, though, to the cast for, for being like that. Yeah. For being like, no. That's why if you ride uh, if you ride that awful, awful um, <laughs> Gringotts coaster, why you don't get to see a close-up of uh, Harry, Ron, and Hermione because they didn't come back for it because they said no, and then you get the you get the awful like renditions of their voice. Especially the Hermione. Ron, come here. <laughs> like this is oh, it was garbage. Like. Yeah, I'm just yeah. I know you all know, but I just want to say Gringotts is an awful attraction. <laughs> just god awful. Don't do it. <laughs> we went a long line, huh? Yeah, the the queue of that is amazing. Like I would definitely say go go on Gringotts for the queue. The queue line is amazing. The way they do it, the pre-show, you get on the ride and you're like, oh, this this wasn't worth anything. No, what you do is you uh, you go through the whole queue, and then the last minute when they're about to load you, start complaining and saying that you're that you're a little scared. Pull it off. Might as well just ride the ride, man. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Like, if you want to be upset, go on the ride. Whatever. Um, <laughs> one thing I will I will complain about, and I'm happy that Dateline Disneyland finally showed the pictures of it. Is he showed pictures of uh, the sight lines? Because that's a major issue I've been seeing online already is people complaining that the sight lines are awful. Like you can see all of Universal from inside of the part, uh, inside of the Wizarding World, and it completely takes you out. Yeah, see, you can see that building. You can you, <laughs> you see show buildings from it, which is like probably the worst part. Like uh, where they have like their weird like frog show that they do with the singing frogs. You can see Shrek 4D's uh, show building. And I think the worst thing of all is that from the outside of Filch's uh, Emporium, you can actually see the show building to uh, Harry Potter and the Forbidden Journey. I'm just like, that's no. Like, Disney would have never let you. I mean, like, you can see the show building to Indiana Jones and the Forbidden Eye, but they at least paint the thing green and make it look like they paint, like, trees on it. I was going to say trees. Yeah. Have, add more trees, It's not you know? just a gray building you can see from the site. Look at that. It's just ugly. With construction markings on it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> One thing, though, is uh, Universal Hollywood has uh, announced that they're doing um, demand pricing now. Which, uh, for me, I'm just gonna say, they don't need it. <laughs> but, uh, so their regular admission price is $95. What? Um, advanced purchase price, uh, they have, like, these different color demand pricing. But, uh, it basically comes down to, it's like, um, if you, uh, if you purchase the tickets earlier, you get, you get them for less. So... Like, uh, on non-peak days, it's $80. Um, for, like, uh, more peak days, it's 85 And then, like, their, like, highest one is 95 Personally, I don't think you need these at all for Universal. Um, even with Harry Potter coming in, it's, like, it's, it's gonna draw people for a while, but not that long. And then at that, they're not gonna stay there that long, because they're just gonna do Harry Potter and leave. Like, 
The last time we went to Universal, that's all I did. We went to Harry Potter, and then we were like, okay, so we're done here. And that's considering they had uh, Diagon Alley, too. <laughs> um, but uh, we're going to, you know, move into our main topic uh, here in a second, which is going to be Disneyland's demand pricing, because, uh, of course... Uh, demand pricing was on, like, everyone knew it was on the horizon, but, uh, we're moving into it now. So, uh, we're gonna come back in a second and talk about that. So, like we promised you guys, now we're gonna talk about the new demand pricing being introduced in the Disney parks. Um, so to start off, uh, for us at Disneyland, the single day prices, they were $100 already. Well, they were $99. Um, now they're introducing three tiers, sort of like what they did with the annual passes. So now you've got a value ticket, which is uh, Mondays and... Uh, I, I keep wanting to say Monday and Thursdays. Monday <laughs> to Thursday uh, during weeks when schools are in session. Now these are going to drop down to $95. Um, the reg uh, What they're calling regular tickets, which is uh, most weekends and summertime weeks, uh, that's going to go up to $105, while peak tickets, which is December, spring break, and, uh, you know, weekends in July, that's going up to $120. Um, going over to Disney World, though, theirs is a little different. Um, Magic Kingdom's single day price is going to stay at its current level, which is $105, and that's for their value period. For the regular period, it's going to be $110 now. And for uh, peak season, it's going to be 124. Now, I know we're no stranger to like uh, the increase in pricing because it happens every year. And I know we talked way in depth about the annual pass holder one, um, especially since we are annual pass holders. But for us, like I can't help but look at this and you know, it's just like this is like a small increase, but at the same time, it's really to combat the crowds that have been uh, going into the parks. Like, I know I've discussed it uh, on my last, like, um, you know, trip report, and Hunter was just out there, too. Like, I'm sure he can attest to it, too. It's just, like, the parks are so packed now during the off-season, it's like there is no off-season anymore. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, when I went in January, uh, you saw my Snapchat. I like, the, <laughs> I like how you pronounce that. January. Oh, January. <laughs> Uh, it, w it was pretty dead to me, but like I said, I went the first two weeks, it was early morning, it started getting packed around 11, but I mean, it was it was pretty dead, but I mean, what uh, are you guys saying? I would agree, like, but that's the thing, is like, the way I see it, like, uh, you know, we're, we're lifetime Disney goers, and the thing is, is that for us, like, um, Jan especially January, it would be dead. Like, uh, if you recall, like, a couple years ago when we took Ellie on her first trip to Disneyland, uh, we went January 10th, uh, remember, it was just dead in the park. Mm -hmm. Like, we were able to jump on everything, we got on every ride, even Peter Pan, like, with, you know, minimum weights. Like, think about it, like, the last time I was at Disneyland, um, like, uh, last week, what, I, uh, we didn't even go on Peter Pan, because it was a 70-minute wait or something, like, I, like, I just saw, no, no, wait, it was... 50 to 60 minutes every time I saw it, and I was just like, man, I am not waiting in this one. <laughs> um, but with the prices, I mean, like, I agree with you. Like, like I said, it's a good and a bad thing. I mean, if you go in a couple, you are going to spend like around two, 240 for, you know, just Disneyland. But I mean, that yeah, they have to understand you're going on, you know, one of the busiest days, which is, you know, during summer, you know, uh, 
Christmas or any holiday, you know. Yeah. I mean, it is still worth going to Disneyland because you see a bunch of amazing things. But, I mean, the good thing about the off-season, off season, I mean, you do save a couple bucks, you know. Yeah, I know um, a lot of people are saying that Disney is doing this, of course, because uh, Universal announced their um, their whole thing with their um, increase, or their, how do they call it, their tiered uh, pricing structure. But the thing is, is that, like, we all know, uh, anyone that follows the Disney fan community knows that Disney was actually uh, going to adopt this anyway. Because it had been, I had seen, like, them talking, like, rumors about this for months, about... The idea that Disney was going to introduce a new, like, tiered structure to pricing because, uh, especially after they did it with the annual passes, because it just, it looked like it was like, you know, this is the way they're going, where they're, they're trying to combat the crowds. And the thing is, is that, you know, if you're going during the time that everyone's there, you should be paying more because it's like, uh, you know, you're trying to, the thing, I know a lot of people out there are going to be upset because, uh, which I would be <laughs> upset too, but... Uh, if I wasn't an annual pass holder. <laughs> but, um, no, but, like, uh, I, I can understand the frustration because it, it seems like it's like, hey, you're gouging us at this point. But at the same time, it's like, when you go in there, you don't want there to be a crowd. Like, you know, I, I will fully say, I miss the days. I remember when uh, annual passes were, like, $100. And, you know, and at that, and at that my, mom, my mom was like, we don't need those. <laughs> but, you know, um, the thing is, is that, you know, this isn't like when I was a kid. When I was a kid, like, Disneyland was, like, you know, that secret thing. Where it was, it, it was like, uh, you know, a, the best-kept uh, secret. Where it was, like, Disneyland was the best place to go all the time. And people would only go during the summer. So for us, especially, when we would go in the off-season, it was dead. You were getting on every ride. You Minimal weights. Fast Pass was there, but uh, sometimes you didn't even need it. Um, you know, but then you look at it now, and it's like, you know, I can't say it enough. Like, the last bunch of times I've been there, I was it, was, it was supposed to be dead. And it was like, I had crowds everywhere. There were, like, hour-long waits, especially in Tomorrowland. Now with, m mind you, Tomorrowland, I've heard so many complaints about how minimal the Star Wars stuff realistically is, but it's like, just Star Wars being there has increased traffic in there so much. Uh, like, and, and you know, like I even said, when I was at Disney World, I was there in January, and January is supposed to be like the lowest, like the most dead time to go for any theme park. Right. I mean, I saw pictures of Universal Orlando and Universal Hollywood in January, and they, like, you couldn't see people there. Like, you, you assume that they closed at that point. <laughs> like, you know, I went to Disney World and I was seeing like, you know, 70 minute lines. I'm like, what? Like, everyone's here apparently. That's the thing. It's like, everyone knows it. Everyone wants like, I almost feel like it's like, that's the thing. It's like, people go to Disney because they know that you're going to get what you, uh, what you pay for at Disney. So do you believe during the off season, off season there's going to be a lot more people because it's cheaper? Um... I think you're going to see a rise in off-season just because they lowered the price. But um, that's the thing, too, is, like, for Disneyland, their main thing that they're combating is locals. Mm -hmm. So, like, I, I know that, like, with, with the increase in the price, it's specific to locals. It's like, hey, we don't want you here when, you know, we have tourists here. Because especially, like, you know, realistically, I I will fully say I am not one where I am scared of, like, 
Universal ever taking over Disney's uh, top spot. But, uh, you know, they do have to look at the fact it's like, you know, this is a year where Disney's closing a lot of stuff for, you know, to create the Star Wars land. And we're all excited about Star Wars land. But, you know, over at Universal Hollywood, they're, uh, they're about to officially open up uh, Harry Potter. And, you know, this is in a year that Disney has nothing really to offer you as new. So it's like, they do have to combat that at Disneyland, where it's like, you know, um, we know people are going to head over there. Uh, you know, I'm, I will say, I don't think they're going to stay, because there's <laughs> nothing else there. But, um, you know, they're, they're going to see, like, a bit of a drop-off, and I know they don't want to see that, but at the same time, it's like, you know, we need these periods. I, I know, like, a lot of people talk about, oh, you know, Harry Potter's coming, blah, blah. And it's like, we've got our own new things coming, but you have to give us the time to build them. We can't just throw them up immediately the way Hollywood didn't care. You know, what I think uh, what's going to happen is, you know, the first month, yeah, probably Universal's going to get more money, but people's going to realize that, you, you know... There's nothing else there. Exactly. And that's how people are going to go over to Disneyland and realize, you know, you could do a lot more stuff. Especially, like, the way I see it with Universal's Hollywood... Like, it's more, like, adult. Like, you could, uh, you yeah. know. Yeah. That's you know. like, I, I would definitely agree. That's, like, the the worst thing about that place, actually, is that there's nothing for children. So, it's, like, if you go over there, and mind you, I love Harry Potter and the Forbidden Journey. Like, like we said last time, I would definitely consider that, like, one of the best rides I've ever been on. But, uh, like, there's nothing for it. Like, my, my daughter can't ride anything in there except their awful, awful, awful backlot tour. Yeah, and I mean, when they, you know, whenever they go, you know, trip, whatever, they want to spend time with their family, whatever, and Universal, I mean, it's not the place where, you know, you take your kids, especially, like, they have, like, scary rides, and of course, kids just want to go, and like you said, like, there's a certain height, and then when you go to Disneyland, they have everything for little kids, whatever it is, you know, And then they also have, they also have rides for adults to go on, like Indiana Jones and Space Mountain, but, like... That, yeah, I totally agree. The whole thing with Disneyland is they're, they're more universal. <laughs> they're more universal in their rides where, you know, your family can come here and you've got the thrill seeker rides, you've got the, you know, tame rides for the children, and you've got the great storytelling rides. Universal, it's like, it's basically a park for adults, but it's like a very specific, uh, like, uh, like niche. Awesome. It's it's almost like a niche um, group because it's like, you know, realistically, they don't even have that much to offer. Like, I would honestly say, like, looking at Universal, it's like, you know, I would rather go to um, Magic Mountain than go but, to Universal because it's like Magic Mountain's just a theme, uh, a roller coaster park. Yeah. But I love roller coasters. Universal, it's like you look over there, you're like, well, I can go on. They've got the Mummy ride, which isn't that great. They've got Jurassic Park, which is awesome. Um, they've got Transform Transformers is a good ride, but it's I still think Spider-Man's better. Uh, whatever. They don't have Spider-Man in Hollywood though. But uh, you've got you know now Harry Potter. Um, you've got the Simpsons ride. I'm not too big a fan of that ride. I'm a fan of the area, but I'm not. A, you know the for the ride, I'm like I don't need to go on this. Oh, uh, no, yeah, I was just, I was just gonna agree with you guys, I mean, I completely agree with George. I think maybe, maybe for a couple of months, maybe even as little as a couple of weeks, um, Universal will beat it out, but once people re uh, are realizing, oh my god, I see, can't really do anything in here. 
this is where I'm gonna go. So I'm not gonna say beat it up. I'm gonna say you're gonna see an increase. Uh, I'm gonna say even a big increase in attendance at uh, Universal. Um, but then at the same uh, at the same time, I'm not sure because you know they've had they've had Harry Potter open almost a month now, and even though it's not officially open, it's like the locals have all seen it now. So right. it's like you're not even gonna get the increase of local traffic. You're gonna they're gonna see an increase in the summer of their attendance to see the Harry Potter, but I don't think it's gonna be the increase they wanted to see. Mm -hmm. And I, I feel like ultimately they're gonna Universal Hollywood's gonna be mad because they're gonna be like, this didn't do what we wanted. And it's like, yeah, you had the thing open for two months before the official opening. I totally agree with you. They should have just like keep it closed, say coming soon, and then. Once it's open, everything's open. Instead of saying, oh, let's freak a walk through and do a sneak preview. Like, that's that's dumb. I mean, you know, you know we talked about Luigi's thing. Like, um, I love sneak previews. Um, but this but like is, that, though? This is too know? extensive. Yeah, it's just like, I, I think, though, the main thing is that it's, you know, now that I think of it, actually, it's got to be the fact, like, from what I've seen, it's very obvious that everything's done. But the thing is, is you don't officially open... Like, for a theme park, you don't open things in February, because no one's traveling February. Exactly. Uh, they're trying to get the spring break crowd, and that's why they they set that, you know, April 7th date, because they're like, oh, yeah, you know, but then it turns into that thing. It's like, well, now we have all these employees that are here for this area that we're not using. So they had to open it. I, I feel like, you know, now that I think of it, they had to open the area because everything was ready to go. Uh, but the thing is, is now it's gonna bite them in, you know, the butt because it's like yeah, All the locals saw already saw it yeah. and they're not gonna come when there's crowds um, Hopefully a cast member is listening to this right now. Please do not do that in Star Wars land yeah, oh, you no. know? Uh, Disney's Disney style. They're not like I know they're planning for it to whatever month they want it to open They're planning for it to be that month like remember seven doors mine train We could see it the whole time mm -hmm. and you could see them testing it and they still kept it closed because they were like, well, it's not going to open until we decide it's done. Yeah. But, I, I mean, why would they, why would Universal do that? Like, oh, you could walk around it, but, you know. It's just if anything, <laughs> I could understand the, you know, the early, the soft opening. Because Disney's really big on soft openings, but I've never seen a soft opening like this. This far Two advanced. months? Like, yeah, and then at that, it's been open every day. Right. So it's just like. You, you can't help but look at it like, so I can go any day and see it. It's like, okay, well, I'm not going to come back when people are here then. I'm going to yeah. come when no one's here. Let's see it once, have my fill, and be done. Yeah. <laughs> we, can't help but hate. We, we can't help but hate on Universal. I mean, you know, I will say, uh, you know, uh, I know we talked about it er uh, or like sort of off mic, but um, like, you know, I like my wife and her family, you know, George... Uh, included they were big Universal fans but the thing is is like the way they toured a park wasn't the way like a Disney fan tours a park it was like they went in for a few hours and then they went to the beach or they went shopping and you know it wasn't a full day thing and that's what that's the problem with Universal is they're not none of their par none of their parks are a full day park and even if you think they are they close them so early it's just like they they're not by just by this the pure fact that they close at seven Mm -hmm. you actually uh hollywood closes i think like six um so it's just like you know that 
They're not a full day park because they don't let them be it. Oh, I don't think anyone would say that. <laughs> but, like, when it's hitting, like, 8 p.m., I would definitely be gone. Like, uh, and mind you, like, uh, I, I'm definitely going to say, we're, I'm going to have to check out Hollywood's, uh, you know, Harry Potter stuff. Just, I do love Harry Potter, so I have to go. Mm -hmm. You know, that part of me has to be there. And I am happy that they have it, too, because, you know, I, I love that I don't have to go to Florida to see it. But then at the same time, I'm just like, it also makes it where I, when I do go to Florida, I don't have to see it. <laughs> like, that's just one more day that I can be at Disney World, right? And that's a, that's a big problem there. Uh, of course, like, to, to, you know, try to careen back to subject, though. You know, with the tiered pricing, yeah, it sucks. Um, I know, like... Some of you guys out there, uh, you know, aren't annual pass holders, of course, and you're, you pay by, what are you doing? <laughs> um, and, you know, the thing is, though, that it really comes down to, it's like, uh, you know, this is to try to combat the crowds. Like, I know, yeah, it sucks that it's more expensive, and maybe you feel like they're gouging you, but realistically, it's that thing, it's like, people just keep coming, and they have to do something to get rid of people. They can't just stand at the door and be like, nope. Not today. The, so they have to price you out. That's what it comes down to. And the thing too is I can't help but look at it and be like, $120, people are still going to pay it. Yeah. Like, they're still going to do it. So, like, uh, you know, we can complain and we can gripe all we want, but they're, they're going to win out because the thing is, is people are going to come. And, you know, even with Universal bringing on Harry Potter and uh having their like tiered pricing it, the thing is is that it's not a big enough threat against what disneyland is well that's gonna do it for us this week uh we want to thank you guys once again for listening like we do every week seriously we check out our stats and we just see them increasing all the time and we are super thankful you know uh like like i've said before we would be doing this regardless but you know we are thankful that there, there's people out there listening especially disney management yeah we, <laughs> we assume uh, isn't it weird, guys, that we, we uh, you know, podcasted about um, Luigi's for so long that they finally were like, we got to open this thing. <laughs> the three guys are getting upset. <laughs> yep. <laughs> no, but uh, seriously, thank you, guys. Um, you know, uh, of course, subscribe to us on iTunes. Follow us on Spreaker. Um, you can follow us on social media. You can follow me on Twitter, Instagram. Uh, Snapchat, I'm uh, at Geo Disney, that's G I O Disney. Um, you can also email me and the show at geodisney113 at gmail.com. Give us any complaints you want or uh, anything you want to suggest. And for Hunter, uh, you can follow me on Instagram, I'm uh, at the Disney Guy24. And on Twitter, I am Hunter3GATM. Uh, you can follow me at Instagram, J182. I'm working on getting a Twitter. Um, so hopefully the, the next podcast I'll I'll let you guys know the name of it. <laughs> yeah, your pressure finally worked on him. Yep, the <laughs> the pressure's on him. Uh, but you know, once again, you know, thank you guys. Uh, we super we love talking Disney and we love hating on Universal. Um, make sure to share your ears though. Uh, we want to thank George though for producing and editing this podcast. Yes, thank you, George. And uh, well, you know, of course, we got to thank Dave. So thank you, Dave. <laughs> thank you, Dave. 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 <laughs> so, uh, yeah, you know, thank you guys, and we'll see you guys next week. Have a good one. Adios. Ka-chow. Hey, big bulldozer. Hey, big bulldozer. You can't get
Cause I fly 